Hey, this is Flat Earth Dave, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's boondoggle radio show. Uh, As you know, we're a veteran owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money. So if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under today's boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at today's boondoggle that you can donate to Uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle Uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook Twitter, all your uh, social media platforms, as well as our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and our BitChute channel. Please follow, subscribe, comment, and download. And please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well. So please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening. going on everybody it's bill bailey with today's boondoggle and uh real quick housekeeping note you're watching us on youtube or rumble or BitChute or odyssey please hit that follow and subscribe button listening to us on spotify or apple google uh any of those podcast platforms please hit that subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one i'm about to bring you today i'm catching up with an old friend Uh, We're going to go down quite a few rabbit holes, uh, talking with my old friend, John Regal. What's going on, John? Uh, Not a whole lot, man. (laughs) So, uh, well, I mean, you say not a whole lot. (laughs) There seems to be quite a bit. Yeah, there's there's quite a complex maze. (laughs) Yeah, quite a bit going on. And the reason why, you know, uh, I wanted to get you on to share a little bit. But uh, 
usually when before we get into that, usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get a background. So do you remember originally as a kid what you wanted to be when you grew up? Originally, I think I honestly wanted to be a uh, cop. Yeah. Um, because it was, you know, after my father, you know, was a cop for 20 plus years. Um, and then it kind of got a little off track after that. <laughs> yeah, it went a couple different directions then. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, you've always been, you know, into, like, kind of like art, so to speak, music. Uh, like, so let's talk about some of your early musical influences. Man, my first. Um, I've always been a big fan of 80s metal. Um, and from there, just, you know, I was always into, like, art which went into body mods, then it went into a uh, sideshow. And then uh, sideshow as much fun as it was and chaotic. It just really spun me out of control. Um, so yeah. I had to get out of that one. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely wanted to touch on that. Cause uh, you know, like what do you feel led you to uh, getting it originally? Like you're into art, you know, and then tattoo body art. But the body modification part of it, what what kind of like called you to that, you feel? I think it was I was trying to um, explore a deeper spirituality side to life. Even know? like before you knew you were doing that? Yeah. It's, you know, like the suspension, the tattoos, I was trying to do like a modern primitive thing that I didn't really understand what it meant at the time. I was just trying to get a deeper understanding of myself through, you know, the body mods. Cause I've heard that too. When you mentioned the suspension, how that's like actually like a kind of a spiritual thing like that, what the uh, native Americans used to do something similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Sundance ritual. Do you uh, want to explain a little bit about that for the audience? Um, well, it's just, uh, it didn't start to really to what it is now until about maybe 20 years ago. It's just essentially taking hooks, placing them on various parts of the body for different positions and hanging. And it's very odd, like when to start off like a suicide through you know, two or four in the back, the shoulder blade area, it's the putting all that weight on. And when your toes are at like just on the ground about to lift off, it's very overwhelming and frightening because you're so used to being attached to the ground that, you know, being hung like that is such a, a bizarre and spiritual feeling. Um, that's pretty much what started it. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable the first time what it feels like. Yeah. And I mean, I would think too, like, just like, you know, exploring that pain threshold. You know? Yeah. That's, that's something as well. I mean, it's, that kind of help with the mind over like this this you know the mind over matter the strength yeah it's, of the it's mind. definitely yeah because you're in such fear that you can't do it you can't do it until it's like just jump right into it don't don't go in there with a I can't push your limits and you know that's what's holding you back is stopping to these fears of what you can't do instead of focusing on what you can do yeah I mean for me it's like I've watched some of those videos and stuff and it's just like 
I freak myself out because of course, you know, you know, being a horror movie fan too, I've seen like Hellraiser and all that. And I just see people getting ripped apart by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Know, like, I've oh. seen some things go wrong like that, but yeah. you know, usually it's not, we're not trying to do that. <laughs> but uh, would you say when you started getting into that, did you ever like, did you feel like, you know, uh, having like one of your first like spiritual, like awakenings or experience through that process? Yeah, because like before that, I felt lost. Um, like growing up when I was real young, I remember going to church a lot. And then one thing led to another and we stopped going as families Then family split. And then um, I kind of got this, uh, I don't know what to call it, like uh, the whole separation and trauma from that. And I wanted to get it back as time went on because I always felt like I was missing something greater than how I was living life at the time. So I got into that in hopes that that was going to fill the void, but it turns out it was just the first step into something way deeper. Yeah. And like, um, so around like the time frame, I think when we met, like the, the old no excuses days in North Olmstead, this was before I think you had left for Sideshow. Yeah. So you were still kind of like, uh, I mean, fresh in the body mod yeah tattoo stuff um but uh like i don't know when did it like from from that time frame when we met you know and would hang out and talk to each other there like um how did the the the, the sideshow thing kind of come calling to you other than you, you already had the looks for it well it <laughs> the time you met in those years was at the peak of my addiction to pretty much everything i was a complete drunk uh psycho just overall bad guy that didn't really care about anything at the time i was so lost yeah i think and, that's why we connected like yeah. kindred spirits at that time even though i didn't you know go with the i was i was that drunken you know addict running around back then too you know i mean hanging with dave adams remember him and yeah all that and just uh kind of searching well feeling like a lost soul myself but i think that's what kind of bonded us yeah. yeah and then it got you know as the years went on in that frame of mind it you know got into heroin so everybody around me started dropping dead and one day i was like you know i gotta get out of here it's because it's i'm so used to everything there's so much access to everything i wanted a clean start and i moved cross country uh to albuquerque and that's when i got deeper into uh uh, suspension and doing shows. And then I saw an ad in the paper and that was like 2006, uh, for a traveling sideshow. So that's when I went on with Ozfest, um, and really got into sideshow for like the next five years. Now let's talk about, uh, you know, your journey into sideshow, but also like, uh, I mean, you mentioned Ozfest, like what kind of like relationships and, and networking did that, that bring in your life? Um, it, it was interesting. Um, that's when I got exposed to pretty much any known name in a modern day sideshow. A uh, lot, lot of good people. Um, certain bands, stuff like that, you know, uh, got connections with, became really good friends with. And we did Ozfest for, I think, like two years in a row um, in one of Warp Tour, but that didn't work out. Um, and through those connections, I ended up moving to vegas 
and got a show at Circus Circus with uh, other performers. I did that for, I think, like three years. But I was at that point, I was still struggling with uh, alcoholism. And then again, you know, I Ohio dragged me back because uh, my best friend had uh, overdosed. And that was when I said, this is that's it. I'm, I'm giving up everything in my life. Uh, doing sobriety, I'm doing the the family thing, and I'm gonna really dig into what I feel I've been missing off and on, you know, throughout my whole life, and that was the turning point, you know, when I wanted answers. Gotcha. And then real quick before we, you know, cross into that, um, I mean, you at one point, you know, I mean, one of the famous uh, sideshow people, Jim Rose, you yeah. worked with him as well. Um, many of the people from there. Um, I had only crossed paths with Jim a handful of times, uh, that the crew I was working with no longer really exists. They went on and turned into something else, but, uh, yeah, like lizard was the main one. Me and him had oh, been okay. friends for, you know, 15, 20 years now because of that. He was on X-Files and stuff too. Oh, that was uh yeah. Enigma. Oh, Enigma. Yeah. Enigma. Okay. Yeah, a lot but of people you, got him confused. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they, you, they got me confused with them at times. Do you, uh, but did you ever have a relationship with Enigma at all? Uh, that's a story. I, I don't like talking negative about people, so right. I'll, I'll pass on that one. Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, I mean, like what we're going to end up getting into, you know, in the X-Files crossover kind of, you know, that, that light bulb yeah. just went off in my head, but, uh, <laughs> um, so, and then at one point, I mean, didn't you get married when you were out in Vegas too, or, or, um, I got married when I came back after my buddy's death and I, at the funeral hooked up with, uh, some girl I'd known for quite a while. And while we were at a Superman convention in Metropolis in Illinois, nice. we got, a. Uh, married nice jerry to king lawler handed her away i mean it was it was surreal dude that is pretty amazing walking yeah. down the aisle to the flash gordon theme <laughs> that's awesome yeah i didn't i didn't uh know all that part of it but i'm oh, glad yeah. i asked that question so we could share that um and then uh you know so that that was already when you came back to ohio i thought this was maybe when you were in vegas yeah, that, or something no that was um because i know we were like kind of keeping on in touch via social media off and on yeah but i'm like you know i'm trying to yeah i didn't live in vegas long maybe uh three years i think before okay. i just gave up everything and was like i gotta get out of there yeah um, this is almost like uh you know especially i mean what is it that uh nick nick uh cage movie leaving las vegas or whatever if you're an alcoholic yeah. it's probably yeah not really yeah and especially i mean i lived a block away from the strip yeah so anybody i came to visit it's like hey let's hit the strip oh man <laughs> all right yeah yeah and then um so yeah so your friend overdoses you come home for the funeral and that's um but that wasn't the immediate point where you got you know you had the whole i mean it was the beginning the seeds were planted for you to start like um seeking recovery and seeking yeah yeah i mean um that's when it really started to, you know, I, I hit the point, but I knew, I mean, it's not, as anybody can tell you, it's not just as simple as, okay, that's it. That's I'm done, you know, cause I don't want to keep falling back into it. Like trying to kid myself. Yeah. So I slowly, slowly weaned myself off alcohol 
and started understanding why I was using so much to begin, you know, and thought the whole marriage family thing was going to be the thing that I was lacking and, you know, suffering from that I was filling it with. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say to, you know, a lot of us in in recovery, it's like, you know, you're trying to fill a a hole, you know, inside and it's either, you know, numb, numb out with the alcohol and drugs instead of like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like when we get that spiritual connection where, you know, but, uh, yeah, and then relationships, you know, we're addicts, so we'll just jump into whatever. You yeah, know. Um, <laughs> come addicted to that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, and let's keep continue talking a little bit about how that went around, and then when, um, then we'll bring it up to, you know, why the main thing we wanted to start getting into. All right. Um, well, let's see. Uh, Eventually, into that relationship shortly after marriage, um, you know, I slowed way down on drinking, started, you know, get, you know, slowly getting grip on uh, anger and stuff like that, and found out that the wife was pregnant. So the day he was born is the day I gave up smoking and haven't gone back. And that was right around the time that I stopped drinking completely. Okay. You know, so I used that was the turning point of that was when I realized I cared more about somebody else than myself. And after losing everybody close to me my whole life, I didn't want him to be like that. So I gave up all my bad habits over another's life, you know, because I wanted him to not suffer. And, and that's, you know, that's another thing that we have in common. Cause like, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I'm a father too. And like my, my girls were a huge proponent of why I wanted to change. Unfortunately for me, it didn't happen right away. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was slipping back in and out of the bad habits when they were little and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you hold your first child, man. And if you're not a cold blooded friggin', you know, narcissist man it does something to you it's like the grinch you know when the heart grows man i had always been told i was a narcissist or a sociopath and then you know yeah and here i am this this crazy dude that didn't fear anything the wild man and i'm holding my son for the first time and i'm asking a doctor if i'm gonna hurt him holding him like this yeah i was was like sobbing dude i was just like wow man it's like i can't believe this you know and when i held my daughter for the first time it was just like i knew like I, i mean Cause I was already very selfish and self-centered. I didn't think I, you know, and then women, I would just, you know, objectify and use for, yeah. for my own personal gain. And then it's like, then, then it's like, you know, and it's still, you know, like it could be a struggle, but then God's just like, all right, I'm going to send you another daughter. Then since I didn't, <laughs> that first two by four across the head didn't seem to really yeah. wake you up. You know? Yeah. The, the when my uh, second was born, my daughter, that's, that was uh pivotal point as well yeah so you know so similar like like with me then you know these awesome amazing events happen in your life you start realizing it's not just about you it's not just the john show anymore you know um but i i mean i and i'll let you tell your story i don't know but i mean like i said with me it didn't i didn't get sober right away i still went back out and messed stuff up. I don't know how your story goes with as the kids come along. Yeah, mine kind of bounces around like um you know, I wanted to be their their the educator, their teacher, the one to 
save them from all the my mishaps. So I started researching into different areas that I really didn't have much knowledge on that I had hoped would be, you know, I started studying different religions, um, secret societies, lost information, um, prophecies, stuff like that, in hopes that I can figure, you know, some epic thing to leave them with because, you know, I never really saw me as leaving them like millions of dollars. I wanted to leave them with some superior knowledge of something yeah my dad would always tell me knowledge is power you know and that, that you know but of course it when i was coming home with f's and i was just the class clown he was trying yeah. to instill like hey learn learn man you know and uh i mean i think i've kind of like similar path like you gone for the wisdom and and knowledge because it's not the true wisdom and knowledge really isn't taught by our teachers that's probably why i didn't you know yeah it's um not really taught too many valuable things yeah. in the education system anymore. Just enough to get you to skate by pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, um, you know, how are your kids today? Like what's, uh, yeah, that's where it kind of um, spirals from there. Yeah, yeah, that was a real, yeah, that's an emotional um, turning point. That's where the, that's where the crazy story begins. I had to walk away from my life of happiness because of a choice I didn't want to make. Um. You know, because that's when I had got deep into secret society, which there's no point in even naming, but got very high up in the ranks. And to get into the next rank, I had never thought that something that was supposed to be so spiritual and enlightening was going to give me such a dark decision. And it was more like they wanted me to feed my greed by a sacrifice. And I knew if I walked away, I didn't know what the outcome would be. Like they might, you know, go after the thing they were asking me to choose. So I pushed the wife away and the kids. And because of that, I decided I was going to get to the deepest part of why something like that would even exist, how it came to be, you know, why would they make me make such a choice? So I know, um, yeah, that's pretty deep. I didn't know any of that stuff. I, I don't, um, I've never, yeah, that's why I put off the show for a while. Um, because a lot of these things you'll hear from other people yeah and you'll think oh that's that can't be real um but make no mistake about it it is now um i know like you know i mean from ancient books that i'm very um i I try and be familiar with you know um because i still have maintained you know uh my connection to you know my christian uh christian faith and stuff but 
even in the Bible, it was like, you know, there was a point where God was asking, I think, Abraham to sacrifice his son, you know, to prove his loyalty to God. And then, of course, then the angel stops Abraham from doing it. Abraham was setting it up like the altar and everything, you know, and it was like a son that he had been praying for for I don't know how many years. You know, and I always I always had problems with this story, too. And I've, I've butted heads with some of my, you know, Christian counterparts about it. You know, like, why would you know, that's what a dick move by God, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it sounds like, you know, the more we go into the other religions and the deeper stuff that, you know, child sacrifice is like a big. Big. Part of their religion. But, uh, you know, usually it seems like it's that, you know, other people's kids being asked to do something like that for your own for, you know. Yeah. Um, but you said that's kind of when the st the story starts with your wanting to know more and deep dive into these things. Um, yeah. What, uh, you know, so what what. I know you wanted me um, at some point to read your one post. I don't know. Let me know when you, you think that's a good time. You should probably uh, read that so <laughs> before <laughs> I get into anything because this is going to really sound different than anything that most people have ever heard their entire lives. All right. And, of course, it just went off of your page. Course. So I got to find it. Maybe they're listening. <laughs> I've already been threatened numerous times not to expose this, but. So uh, three days ago on your on your Facebook page, you wrote uh, ontological shock is a philosophical term that refers to the state of being forced to question one's worldview. It is natural process that occurs during the purification of the soul. Ontological shock means to change one's thoughts and views of everything they believe in and to think in a completely different way of all things. It can also refer to the discovery and existence of extraterrestrial life on earth. <laughs> Story is coming, be ready. Yeah. Okay, so after that, that point in my life where I had to give up my own happiness, you know, my physical happiness, um, In fear that, you know, something would happen to them. I decided to really dig about like uh, people have heard all, you know, a lot of people deny this, but some people still know what I'm talking about. The whole of the cabal, the deep south, um, all these Luciferian things with sex trafficking, child uh, exploitation. And then they hear about, you know, Illuminati this, Illuminati that. But they all know about how a handful of people, let's say maybe 50 people out of almost 8 billion, are in total control of the world with bloodlines, you know, Rockefellers, um, Rothschilds, uh, what's his name, the Orsinis, the, the Colognes, or Colons. Um, and they never really question how did they come to have that much control of these different areas and come together to do this? So mm -hmm. I decided I want to start piecing things together. 
and you know they there's always a pattern you know because when something works why change it so i started seeing patterns in different things i started tying different groups together um started studying a lot of weird backstories and something in a book one of them said um i i believe it was one of the orsinis that stated something about or maybe it was a rothschild i don't remember you know basically the same thing that they could trace their family bloodline all the way back to gilgamesh and that struck me as odd that that was stated in a book mm. um and as we all know gilgamesh back from sumeria sumer uh at the time i think mesopotamia is what they were calling it and that's any reported uh historical document of a writing system originates back then about six to ten thousand years ago it's debated still but all from there in uh cuneiform and it wasn't until was it maybe a hundred years ago or 50 years ago they found all these cuneiform tablets creation uh the seven creation tablets uh that talks about the sky people um which translate the anunnaki these giants that came and they trained them and uh how they basically people will try to say that they created life on earth but the tablets claim that they manipulated life that was on earth into what we are now Ooh. you know and they try to tie it all into the bible and try to make you think that the bible is actually talking about the anunnaki which are trying to force themselves as our gods which couldn't be further from the truth like there's the story of how they took the primitive man at the time of what the humans were and they started manipulating uh, dna and they did this for quite a few centuries and the story in the tablets talk about how they started off with i think that they called the black-headed man and they put them to work right off the bat in south america about two hundred thousand years ago in uh mining gold for nibiru or whatever because they had blown up their planet or their planet was dying you know and they needed gold to spray in the atmosphere to save it or something you know it's not very clear on that part mm. um but over time they just kept going and going manipulating and then they came out with like you know what they call the yellow man or the asian uh the red man um brown and then at the very end they came up with what they said is the white man and they stopped messing with DNA at that point. And it's not clear on if that's what they were going for or if they just were done at that point. All right. But of the white ones, they looked for a specific, there was a royal family um, and the two sons, which were put in charge of the earth, is this operation where Enki and Enlil. And they didn't always see eye to eye. One was more positive, one was more negative. You know, it's the whole polarity thing. Yeah, and they like Cain and Abel. Type. Yeah, all right. So they went through uh, these different people, and whoever had the bloodline, which they claimed uh, from this royalty blood, you know, that only a small percentage of the white people had had, and they took them and they carted them off to the, some to the Carpathians, some to the uh, the Caucasus Mountains. That's you know why a lot of people seem to call us Caucasians, 
uh, because the whole story says, oh, that's where we came crawling out of a cave like dogs or whatever. But it's because the aliens were there training us in all these different things like uh, agriculture, um, education, religion, um, the building, uh, all the basic fundamentals of going from Neanderthal or not Neanderthal, but like separates animal from, you know, and it sounds man. kind of like what I've read about the, the missing uh, Bible text of like the book of Enoch and stuff. A lot of the book of the yeah. Enoch is exactly it's a symbolism of this story. Okay. Like a lot of things are. So, you know, that's of these specific bloodlines when they found them of the royalty bloodline from the Anunnaki, they took those and they put them in charge. So, which is funny because at that point, that was Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh was the first, you know, offshoot. So that's what they called Nephilim. Where, Wasn't he like a giant too? Yes. Stories like, yeah. And it's funny, you know, if you speak about Nephilim is the children of fallen angels. Yeah. That's where you start. With yeah, the women you start tying religion into yeah. this. And you start seeing the pattern of, wait a minute. Now, if this religion is saying this, but this completely bizarre story of aliens is saying this only sooner, you know, so it, it started raising flags for me. So I started digging around even deeper. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I can go on in different days, but the one thing that popped up was that these cults, that started like throughout time, like, you know, over a period of 4,000 years, a lot of these gods were the same entities, just under different names. They were almost described exactly the same. They had the same abilities. They were known for the same things. They just, they would disappear throughout time when they either didn't have enough followers or when, you know, after some cataclysmic event coincidentally happened. You know, where there's periods throughout our timeline that just don't, we're missing. Yeah. So, you know, curiosity and me and my OCD, when curiosity gets a hold of me, I just dug deeper and deeper. So now I'm, I'm understanding how these people came to be in power now. Um, but that wasn't good enough. I wanted to see, like, the different, you know, the, the child trafficking. Um, and I wanted to understand where religion came from. And that's the part, and I don't mean to offend anybody here, because I believe religion is a great thing to do. It's it's great if it's going to push you to a, a better purpose, to, for betterment. But if you're going to use it to put down somebody else or yeah. weaponize it, and a lot of people do that for wars and, you know, oh, just yeah. weaponizing or making somebody feel guilty. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're wrong, I'm right. Yeah. So I wanted to understand mainly Christianity because, you know, the whole old school religions, you know, basic cults, you know, where they did all the child sacrifice and, like, and stuff. Like myself, you mentioned that you were raised in, you know, the Catholic yeah. church. So, you know, and uh, why not dig into the root, you know, of our what what formed our, yeah. you know, and that's have uh, to unlearn what we've learned, you know. Yeah, it's very. It's hard when I, I woke up one day, you know, it started uh, the main kick. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I think I've been lied to my entire life about 95% of this stuff. You know, when you think something like that, 
my natural thing is, you know, just don't end it there. But why would they do that? How yeah. did they do that? Yeah. And I started seeing things in a lot of religions that all kind of said the same thing, but they varied differently. And when they varied is when it started to weaponize. So I figured, why not start? Because I had heard a rumor about the Pope having the ability to any new religion has to be run past him. And, mm. you know, he he decides what goes in, what doesn't. And, you know, I don't really know. That's yeah, just... and then you hear about the Vatican having the library underneath, you know, the Vatican yeah. of all the it's, texts that are it's hidden how, from us. How do you even look to see if that's legit? Yeah. So I dug around and dug around. And, you know, there's the, the biblical story of where the Bible was written. But, you know, I'm not, you know, that's that's your area of expertise. But then what I had discovered, was it all tied back to the Roman Empire and the family of how they had intentionally erased, you know, which the family that happened to be bloodline, by the way. Yeah. They had known that they were going to pre-plan this new religion because the old ones were dying off and they wanted to be more organized. And they figured, you know, we could weaponize this. Plus, we can make a lot of money, you know, so it sat on it for a while. They had put like different relics in the past and, you know, the, the family passed it on and passed it on. That's, you know, the whole how what was it between the supposed Christ um, crucifixion to when the Bible was wasn't it like uh, a couple hundred years? Um, was it, um, I'm bad with timelines. Yeah, I mean, like well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm you know, definitely not like a Bible scholar. But it took quite a like while, as, you know, for the Bible to come out after that. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, like ancient texts and storylines, you know, previous. Like yeah. when you talk about like, uh, what is it, Horus and stuff from Egypt yeah. and how it crosses over, like, you know, and then the worship of the sun, the son of God. Well, you know, yeah. but it's actually sun worship and like like you were saying with the Sumerian text and with Gilgamesh and it's like, wasn't there a big flood, you know, yeah. during his story, you know? So it's like, there's been like, you know, taking some of the old and re rewriting it to fit our current narrative. But I also think like, I mean, <clears throat> me personally, and I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not a scholar, but I think like a lot of this stuff was in place, especially with the Roman empire even what during the time of they say of christ and christ was kind of like a rabble rouser you know going against what like kind of like the pharisees and like i guess would be the the roman you know um the roman control or whatever and he, i mean i guess he grew in such popularity once you know yeah you know they well we can use this you know now and manipulate his story you know or keep certain things out. Like, you know, I mean, there's like uh, one of the disciples, Thomas had, had his gospel taken out, you know, there's like oh, so there's, many different yeah, accounts. So that, many different books I've heard that the Vatican yeah. has, you know, in their secret library, but yeah. So it's like, there might be a lot of like, you know, some of these were, were true characters in the, the time frame, you know, but what, what are we allowed to know about them and what's been kept from us? And like, you know, I mean, maybe they kept the story of Christ because it's, you know, there's that hope of somebody coming to rescue us instead of us rescuing ourselves, you know, 
that we put out there, you know, and that's that keeps people at at peace. Like if we talk about like current events, you know, the reason why most Americans are sitting on their fucking hands, why a lot of our shit's being taken away is because there's this hope that if we get our guy in, all this is going to go away. He's going to rescue us, you know? So once again, it's being played out, but I don't want to get too far off of what you're talking about. (laughs) No, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good thing because that is a method of manipulation and mind control. Yeah. Is that's exactly what it is. Um, and okay, where and this is where it turns for me. Um, I start noting, I start hearing rumors, and you got to think about who was writing books and manuscripts back then, and they're all like, you know, occultist. Um, what's the word? I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but yeah, basically occultist. Um, and most of them were written in esoteric symbolism because languages are, you know, come and go. Yeah. But the symbolism is very big to these societies. They've mm-hmm. always been in some of yeah. these vast, uh, like, knowledges, uh, like, like Egypt. Um, if you believe in Atlantis, like anything like that, there's always symbolism. And hieroglyphics. Uh, and yeah, all that. yeah. You know, there's the, the whole there's sacred language. geometry. Yeah. All that stuff. And there's truth to it. It's just something that we weren't meant to understand because it's been kept from us. And what I came to figure out was in all, and again, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but Buddhism came the closest to the truth of our purpose. And it wasn't quite right, but it was very close. And that's when I started understanding the hidden code to all these books. The Bible is a history book of us, but it was, you know, and this is my truth. um, Take it or leave it. I mean, it's, it doesn't change anything for me, but there's a hidden code in there. Yeah. Yeah. And until you have the key, you will not understand it. And most people aren't willing to accept that because they've been trained not to. And it reveals things that are being deliberately hid from us that were placed there through those that were trying to help us in the future. And because of we are, especially now, we are currently at the end of an ascension cycle, yeah, which happens every 27,000 years and all right let's just let's just go fully down this rabbit hole like i mean and real quick too it's like you know i know i've i've gotten in a lot into like frequencies and and like the spiritual um you know of the the states of the the mind and body where if we're in a fear state we're stuck in a low frequency And we're easily manipulated, distracted from ascending. You know, it's like an anchor on us, you know, when we start reaching that higher frequency and that faith frequency, that seems when like you're more open and able for ascension to begin. Because, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we want to talk about the alien connection and all that stuff too, there is a spiritual 
element to everything. There's a spiritual battle going on. We discussed it when just recently with the whole Lionsgate thing that just ended, just yeah. closed, and being receptive and open to that. Because, you know, you know occasionally there are different spectrums of light and uh, radiation that comes through that we have been told our whole lives that radiation is bad. Um, there's types that that is not necessarily true. There's, you know, the sun is what replenishes us. Nature replenishes us. That's why it's constantly being destroyed, mm. you know, and there seems to be nobody caring, in, you know, any form of power. So, I mean, with the, the big push of the radiation from the, the crystal rays, um, they tried to intentionally block it out in large parts of town, you know, and that's on certain days when are sacred um through when Lionsgate open coincidentally that's when they hit you know <laughs> stargates um not like the tv show but stargates are very real and they're starting to open um and that is exactly why they hit hawaii um when the stargate open i mean when uh, Lionsgate open and they're trying to intentionally stop this because they know what's coming and they want to hold on to their last thread of control here on this planet. Okay. So, uh, and that was something, I mean, now are like the, cause you know, they're the Hawaiian people. It was very sacred. Their area, they got hit too. Yeah. And they're, you know, they didn't want to turn it over to, tourism or whatever you know just oh, like yeah. sacred people but uh were they would you say they were maybe like in tune and ascended people that were you know purposely there, attacked and you know the area yeah i would definitely i mean the area was attacked but was um, it more for like all of us to like be distracted too because of the way the media gets behind it as well yes because more and more people are starting to awaken they're starting to see the negative they're not fully understanding what they're seeing or why um but it's a fear from you know the cabal the deep state you know the those in charge um like you know the bloodlines and if more and more people start waking up the vibration of the collective consciousness is going to raise mm. and it's going to be way harder for them to work any of these you know mind control yeah so it was more yeah it is it's a fear thing kind of goes to what they were talking about during COVID with the mass formation psychosis yeah a little bit keep everybody you know in that fear state they're easier to manipulate oh yeah how dangerous it's going to be you know and yeah and that was just a big joke in itself like you know anybody that died no matter what you know it was COVID if they had COVID yeah, you know, it didn't matter if they had stage four <clears throat> cancer. If they had COVID, nope, told it. COVID did it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you were, and then so back to the star Stargate. Well, you were headed somewhere else too, and I didn't. I hope I didn't throw you off, but um, um I, I was gonna, yeah, we'll go back to the beginning of the ascension cycle and yeah, stuff like that because. Once you start seeing the whole everybody being like what the there's they make a joke out of and saying, oh, the satanic, you know, blood rituals and this and that. And 
once you start maybe taking the chance that religion isn't what we're supposed to be doing, and maybe that it was made up as some sort of control thing with code in it, you got to understand what exactly it was, you know, or how it works. And that goes into back uh, during Atlantis, um, towards the end of it, we were invaded. Uh, because the portals had opened up, like I said, the Stargates opened up and different things came. And we so happened to just be invaded by a negative entity. And from there, it just kind of, there was a few that joined up. And what is the NAA? It's just a very negative alien uh, agency agenda, whatever you want to call it, with the Anunnaki, Draconians. Uh, the Greys, and also joined up with something that I'm sure down the road you're going to hear this called the Galactic Federation uh, with a specific group of aliens known as Pleiadians, which are supposed to manipulate people to believe they are some type of angelic creatures, which maybe at one point was true, but that, like I said, is farthest from the truth. So this invasion happened, a cataclysmic event happened, and we started the new ascension uh, cycle. So over time, you know, there's when man got too intelligent or too technologically advanced, they would wipe it out with what was called the Great Resets. I mean, what, what we're calling them now, but back then they were called cataclysms. So that was like, that's what happened to Atlantis then? Yes. And that was, uh, the it, portal came because they were the the enlightened people that were kind of like advanced, they, from what I understand. They were far advanced. advanced because, I mean, <laughs> this will be another, another day's worth of event, but where did we all come from? I mean, if I don't believe in religion, what where do I believe things came from? What people call God in a religious sense, I don't, I, you know, everybody's a little different. I will refer to at times as God. So we understand that I do believe in a creator a source. Mm -hmm. So I'll say God, but most of the time I'll say Godhead. Okay. Um, and as time evolved, different races were formed and there would be root races where seven would go and create another and, you know, life has been in this galaxy far longer than people realize uh, because, you know, time is a man-made concept. Uh, it doesn't really happen like that. And, you know, and us as humans came from a different galaxy to begin with, you know. So here on Earth, the whole point of their agenda was they, you know, there's we have a, a base 12 template um, shield where they'll, they'll try to say, you know, the negative ones will only want to go to the 10th dimensional template. So if you ever hear, you know, you'll see this popping up in times to come, or if you're not read about it now, but there's, you know, we are 12. That's, you know, like the 12 strand DNA, mm -hmm. but originally, you know, like I said, 24, yeah. but here on earth, 12. And 12, you know, is, is symbolic in itself. Like, you know, the 12 disciples. That, exactly. Know, and, and that's where you start seeing the code and things. Yeah. The whole Christ 
was, you know, like everybody's always complaining, oh, that they never said Christ in the Bible and stuff like that. Christ is a word for Christos, which what did that mean? Uh, liquid? Was it in? Um, well, I, I'm I'm familiar with like the they call it the Christ oil. Yeah. In our in our uh, spine or whatever. Yeah, from the and pineal the, gland. Yeah, and then um, uh, you know Christ consciousness that we try and. Yeah, which is true because oh, because uh, that goes back to the Christos, which was a bloodline of an angelic race, uh, the the twenty four strand, double diamond uh, template. That you know where our origins mainly are from. So you know there's the other code you know, and then the Christ consciousness. Once we hit twelve, you know, when you start studying up on chakras, you get a better understanding of you know the templates and stuff like that. So, you know, this negative alien agenda, they came here. They don't want to hit that 12th. They wanted to detach. That's like, you know, the whole free will mm-hmm. is free will is, you know, because, you know, God is unconditional love. You know, he, do, you know, God's not going to, you know, everybody gets a second chance. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. They want to de- detach from that. To hit that level of ascension, they want to stay on this physical, you know, inner dimensional, do their own thing, no regrets. You know, it's an ego based uh, thing, you know, which is why Buddhism says you got to kill your ego to yeah. achieve the rainbow body. You know, it's, it's in all these different religions. Mm-hmm. It's just always worded differently, but the clues have always been there. How much do you know about uh, like? Jewish Kabbalah and um, even like, you know, I mean, the uh, Quran. (laughs) The first time I ever read the Quran was in County. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's really not that different than I, you know, I thought. But it was how are people manipulating this into some of the things? Yeah. You know, like, because I had only ever really talked to Muslims in, you know, the prison system. Yeah. And they are nothing like the Muslims on the outside. Yeah. You know, so it's seems like, you know, I mean, I, I a lot of like uh, people in captivity and in, in, in prisons are are get they find some kind of religion. Yeah. Because it helps them, I guess, deal. And, you know, it, that's what got me into Buddhism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what started that a Catholic priest that was there got me into Buddhism <laughs> uh, because I. I had always disagreed with religion. So I wanted to see the more spiritual side of things. And, you know, it's, it just opened me up to a lot. Like I, I hate telling someone that their religion's wrong or something like that, you know, or I disagree with it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, don't, I don't I, want to debate them. And I, and you know, and, and although I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I still attend church and stuff. Like I go for the, you know, just, I, I take the knowledge I get and, you know, how I can use it to be, on my growth on my on my journey you know i'm not like one of those like oh everybody else and their beliefs is wrong and you got it you know i'm going to condemn you you know how like sometimes it's pushed to do you know um but yeah right real quick too yeah so like you were in the prison system and then that's how you got um in a Buddhism, I forget what part of your story, what time frame was that that you were in there? Right after I made the hard choice of leaving the wife and kids. Okay. Um, 
I spun out of control and, you know, tried to uh, mask it by falling back into alcohol and drugs and made a bad choice, which ended me back in, uh, you know, prison or uh, county jail for 13 months. Uh, and that's when I wanted to get into spiritualism and try to get a better understanding. Now, I wanted to touch a little bit and, you know, I don't, you know, like, I, I don't want to, we don't have to go too deep because we kind of just glanced over it a little bit, right. but I mean, and with, with the really, really deep thing that uh, caused you to leave your, your family, but like this group that was asking you to do this, like, how did you kind of get recruited in the beginning? And then at the and at the beginning, obviously, because I've been in a couple myself, everything at surface level seems like it's for we're all good. All people, seems good, you know, and we're all looking to better ourselves to be better for humanity and help one another. I mean, like, if, how it, did this... if it revealed how bad they are at the beginning, would you ever join? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But how did you originally kind of get recruited to yours? My whole life, I had thought there was something wrong with me, like. I was crazy or something um, because there were certain weird things. I, I would hear things. I would see things. Um, and as time went on, one of the things that was happening to me, it turned out to be called a disorder called synesthesia, which was very unknown. And, you know, like as a kid, I thought I was nuts because I would see colors as numbers. Mm. And it turns out, you know, when I brought it up, my sister also has it, but she sees, I think, like musical notes as colors or days of the week or something. It's all mixing senses, mm. you know, and I, it was one of those, huh, I wonder why this is. Why do I have this? You yeah. Know, did got, you go down like any kind of rabbit hole with your own bloodline? Yeah. There's, you know, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> to see, like, why? You know, you know, you and your sister have this. It's what are the odds of two people, you know, two children? The same that, yeah, that's where it gets. Uh, yeah, it gets deep because, you know, most of Europe is mostly forgotten. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, 50 percent Romanian because my mother's parents were straight off the boat. Um, but before Romania was a Romania, what 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 happened over there? So I kept digging and digging until I found out I came from a country called Dacia which they were the last country to be conquered by uh, the Roman Empire. Uh, it took them three times before they got it. The third time when Decibalus, the last uh, remaining king, realized that his time was coming to an end and that if he was captured, they would parade him around and embarrass him and mock his country you know, of Dacia. He slit his own throat so they could not have that pleasure, mm. you know, and, you know, died like the true king he was. Wow. You know, he went, to, you know, and so that, yeah, I, I dug there. But then I started digging, why, why do I have this disorder? And then through research, I found out that a lot of people throughout time, uh, Tesla has it, mm. Te or Nikola Tesla had it. Um, but his was, I believe, um, he had heightened sound perception, like he could hear lightning two miles away. He could call or he could hear a phone ringing from like 500 yards or something ridiculous. And he had that thing where he would 
he barely ever wrote down his diagrams or plans for uh, inventions. He would see it in his head. He would test it in his head. If it didn't work, he would alter it in his head. Wow. And then he did it. So that's why he barely ever drew any of these things down. Mm. And when he did, they almost worked 100% of the time. Wow. So, I mean, when I started seeing that, and surprisingly, Elon Musk is a synesthete. You know, somebody with no training whatsoever and background in <clears throat> rockets and propulsion and stuff like that. And look at him now. Yeah, I'm curious so, about his bloodline. Yeah, well. there's, there's <laughs> got to be a reason I had this. So that's kind of what keeps me on the path because at some point of hearing and seeing things, I wasn't understanding. And, you know, the color by numbers, you know, scenario that I turn off and on. I started feeling like something was speaking to me. You know, most people would say God. And that's when I rediscovered God again in my life. And I'm remembering things from past lives. I'm being downloaded what it feels like through just different, in different times when I go out in the sun, like I'm downloading code that I'm, you know, figuring out knowing where to go next in this. Mm. You know, so I wanted my next mission was what was our purpose on Earth? And the best answer I can say is as a whole, we are here to evolve our consciousness. And we're being held back by this NAA um, through many different things. I mean, there's a long time that's going on that basically we are fuel for them. Uh, feeding them and being held back because they all they alter timelines they alter history they altered us to believing this is where it gets complicated the different matrix uh the matrixes and what we're in and how now we're in a phantom matrix through black hole technology that we truly believe we're in a 10th dimensional template for ascension when we're still in a 12th mm. and since the ascension cycles coming in and they're losing a lot of their technology that is out there um a lot of i don't know if you're familiar with ley lines yeah okay so there's certain key points on ley lines uh power grids and that's kind of how you know what happened the downfall of atlantis was when the aliens came they were using crystal technology and they were trying way too hard underground and they blew something which caused the cataclysm and that's when a lot of this technology got removed from earth so it took a long time for this to be brought back by this ne uh, negative agenda and that's what ties in a lot of these underground tunnels that you are hearing about that we shouldn't have had the technology to make yeah um certain these pyramids and structures they're all on ley lines of key points and stargates like Giza is one of the main stargates. I think it's, I want to say the, uh, is it the 12th one maybe without looking like I, I and I've, uh, heard like, and I've discussed this with, uh, some other friends of mine too, about, you know, the ley lines and, you know, why, why, you know, some things that you, you know, why, why, uh, certain areas of, you know, our state of Ohio have like, um, why, why do like, we get visits from, you know, like 
the president and stuff like that. You know, why are they, you know, do why, they really give a shit about why are a lot things? of Masonic temples built on specifically lines? You yeah. Know? You know, and then, uh, like, I mean, we got like, you know, like serpent mounds in Southern Ohio. Yeah. And like there's, um, certain like, yeah, just areas and points that, you know, you can feel like a different, you feel the energy. Like I know when I leave like farther from the city and I go travel and I get out to the country, like when I went across country to um, Idaho and stuff like that, man, I just felt like on a whole nother level, like better, you know? And um, going back to like, you know, you have that, that, um, you know, what was it called again? The thing with the color by numbers? Oh, synesthesia. Synesthesia. You know, and how, uh, you know, Tesla had it and all these other people like we all got some sort of like some of us. I'm, I feel I'm very empathic, you know, sometimes like I can't watch like jackass movies because I feel like I'm getting kicked in the ball sometimes, you know, too, like weird. But um, that there's this, you know, us growing up in like normal homes or whatever, I guess, with or of ignorance. We didn't know how to we we discover we have these things and it makes us uncomfortable i think that's what drew a lot of us into addiction to yeah. numb, you know because we i don't like how this is making me feel or i don't know like i you know yesterday i'm at this veteran thing and i should feel at home because i'm with my fellow veterans but i'm in a place now where i just i don't feel like i have any bond or connection there anymore either and this can be a lonely road when we start discovering this about ourselves and where we're heading but uh you know, do you think the like, I mean, and we mentioned Elon Musk, like if you were, if we were like in a family or I mean, maybe we're part of a bloodline. And we somehow got lost in the shuffle or whatever. It's that always possible, you know, um, but the ones that are raised in the family that are controlled, they know how to like nurture this stuff from youth. You like almost like Professor X's school of gifted, yeah. you know, with the X-Men and stuff, you know, you go somewhere where you can feel like you fit in. Um, but some of us just have to discover it on our own. I guess that's kind of like, yeah, you got to figure it out. And then, you know, you your know, story, if you, if you survive, there's a lot of people either. I mean, uh, you know, I think we lose a lot. Like you said, your friend that you lost to overdose, you know, maybe he felt too much and we were escaping through something because we don't like how we feel or, you know, I battle like, you know, depression and negative thoughts too. Like, and I don't know how to like put the shield up where we lose people to suicide and stuff like that. But these other ones that seem to be doing well, successful, maybe it's like their family's aware and in tune with all this. And they, from the ground up. Oh, they get born and bred over, I mean, thousands of years. Yeah. You know, and they got, you know, they got a little bit of advanced technology as well, you know, on their side is like, you know, Hey, you're, we're going to put you in charge of these puny humans. And, uh, you can get some of this to stay in power and they have, you know, that they're the only ones really in communication with these uh, specific entities. But do you think any of, uh, you know, what I, what I was just saying, it led to uh, your recruitment or was that just like you were doing something else by chance? You know, when I started being a code breaker of sorts, I was always known for seeing patterns so I could see, even if I didn't know what was wrong, I could see where the problem lied. Um, and that's where I initially got approached by that society 
uh, because I had that gift. So yes, I mean, okay. it absolutely was what got me in. I didn't really know much about them at the time, but I heard, oh, you know, this is enlightenment and, you know, they're going to teach me a whole spiritual side. And I thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, I stuck with that for six, seven years before some, I, I started questioning some things because I saw a lot of connections with another group and then another group and another group. And I started seeing all the same negative things coming. And I was like, no, that, that, that can't be. Yeah. And then, nice. then came my time. Yeah. You know, and it was like, it just, it was just a total shock that I had, you know, spent that much of my life and everything I knew about them and was learning about them was a lie. And I mean, this is just my mind operating too. Like I said, with that story with Abraham in the Bible, how like, you know, it was a test for him, you know, it was like, it was a test and if he was willing to do it, but then they would have stopped them and not let him do it. But I mean, that's a test. I wouldn't be willing to want to want to take so I can understand and relate, but wonder if it was, you know, if they would have been like, all right, all right, we see your loyalty, you know, you don't have to do this, you know, but you know, You'll never know. And sometimes there is like a blood sacrifice needed. Yeah. Um, to some of these uh, darker because it's kind of like, in a sense, it's a mockery to God, um, especially yeah, with children. Yeah. So that's like, if you can get someone to do this, what else? You know, ha ha. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's not really. And and they do it of free will. I mean, even if they're manipulated too. I mean, it's yeah. You you it's, decided it's a, it's a big I, mind game. That wasn't what you're. You know, you weren't willing to cross that line. And yeah, like how many just, times have you done something bad and been like, why did I do that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like how do I get manipulated to do that? And you play on someone's emotions and ego. Yeah. You know, and that's what I think to get us to the next level. We're going to have to do is kill our own egos. And where I mean specifically, we all got to drop this nonsense and come together. Oh, I yeah. mean, we got to stop with the the sex, the gender, the race, the politics. We all got to join and bring back this collection, uh, collective consciousness to get rid of this because a lot of people think you know, good and evil, right and wrong. Don't understand. Lucifer is not an entity. Lucifer is not an angel. He's not a fallen angel. Lucifer is a program. It is a dark program that operates on the lowest frequency. And if you can lower somebody down there, all it basically is is severing your connection with God. You know, it's there is a good and evil, but I mean, we're in the, the universe. There's universal laws. We're all one. You know, I can't as much as when I thought this holy war was going to happen, I was dead set ready to go out and kick some fucking evil ass. Yeah. You know, but then I stopped and think about it. It's like, what good is that going to do? Evil's never going to learn. It's just going to happen again. Yeah. It'll grow in another form. I believe some evil is only evil because they've been so conditioned that way that they, they stop and think all the time, man, this is not what I want to be, but they keep falling back into it. Mm. I believe that there's hope for them, you know, and it's not, and it goes to the whole universal law of one. You know, we're all connected. You know, it's funny that uh, 
you know, I mean, you get to you, you, you share that uh, information because like that was the message behind today's sermon at my church, you know, mm -hmm. the pastor. I mean, it was under the Christian yeah. banner, of course, but the divide within the church within the churches too over politics, sex. I mean, he spoke all that yeah. stuff and how like, yeah, even like spoke against how we were all willing to close the church during COVID, you know, and all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, yeah, talk, man. You know, <laughs> it was, it was a good, yeah, but that's... he, but he was like, we're all in community. We took communion. And it was like communion, it, community united all of us, one body, you know? So he was sharing that exact same thing that you're, you're, talking about yeah, i try to different yeah umbrella. it's funny because i even in uh i just recently you know had to get take care of some old fines so i sat in a uh, county again for a couple weeks and while i was in there you know they, they're supposed to tell you to set you a court date within like 48 hours for a misdemeanor 72 for a felony i was in there for two weeks all right nobody told me anything and they're like man you had to have really pissed off somebody because you know they're not giving you a court date yet. So I went in there not mad at anybody. You know, like I just had some, my friend had set me up. And You're like, hey, I'm getting fed. Yeah. And I got places. I never got mad at who put me there. Yeah. Because essentially my actions did, but I got set yeah. up, like I said. I, I never was mad at them. I was confused and hurt. So I stayed calm the whole time. And I figured I'm in here for a purpose. I'm mm. to preach something, to learn something. I'm always learning something. Mm. And there was a lot of people, like a lot of like guys that were in there, like straight up, I hate whitey, you know, gang banging. Yeah. And we all sat down and talked and they're like, oh my God. And we all exchanged numbers and they're like, I want to learn more about what you're saying. They're like, I've never had anybody, you know, show it like that. It's like, yeah, we really need to stop this. We're being played against each other. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible too. I mean. Because I that that you're there doing that as well. Because I mean, I know you know a little bit more about you know your history in the punk rock and whatever. And hell, I had horn implants for a while. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, people it, you really know. have a negative view of my past. But um, you know, even like with the the just having that race relationship that you just spoke of. I mean, you know, that them you know with the I hate whitey and and you're able to you know. Yeah exchange numbers and break you know form fellowship by like yeah in a short amount of time yeah. by like getting to like why do you think this way who who taught you this way i mean anything yeah. you know can be untaught i mean like i said we've been manipulated and lied to for so long that we're it's not easy to get out of it's just you do it with patience and love i mean if you mm. have good intent you know I believe it'll work and you know that's where i think why i'm in a sense being chosen but i'm not like the only one i mean there is as there is a dark side to out there and the luciferians that are everywhere being manipulated and controlled there is a light yeah and it's not very well known but there are organizations and, you know, just for anybody out there, I mean, you are not alone. There is literally just thousands upon thousands, if not millions um, that are waking up and learning, you know, but a lot of things 
like that's where the fear's kicking in about losing control. Mm-hmm. So certain fields are being infiltrated. And growing up, I was always taught that witchcraft was a joke. Um, people that use crystals were a joke. Um, even astrology, all jokes. Yeah. And I come to find out the it's, Ouija board. <laughs> it's all true. It's all legit. It's all in, you, you know, our understanding. We used to know this very well, but it's like lost knowledge. Same, like sacred geometry. Like I said, there's certain symbols you can put on things to manipulate it. Crystals all vibrate at a different frequency. Everything does. Everything has a soul. Now, and, and uh, I mean, we've been, I don't you know, we've been going on for an hour already, and I know we could uh, go on for several. Oh, we could go way deeper. With, with, with more stuff um, in particular, uh, and if there is something you want to cover before we wrap up. But it just got me thinking, too, about, you know, I mean, what I've looked into with frequencies and, um, you know, like the, the, the talk, you know, it's like a conspiracy with the everybody writes it off as conspiracy i know people that work like high ups at at&t is like oh don't you want faster internet don't you want faster you know information what you know come on you know it's like with the 5g and stuff like that yeah you know and those towers that have been all over i mean there's one at the end of my street here you know yeah that's being pushed for a reason too yeah that 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 goes deeper into a story that you know we could always run down the road but yes there's that is not a conspiracy with that yeah it's 100 percent legit and then, uh, you know, talking about portals, I mean, we could probably get talk about CERN and, and Switzerland and all that, too. Like yeah. Aware of all that, I'm sure. Yeah, of course, that's uh, with all their coincidental icons and statues and ceremonies that they have on specific days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you start seeing all of these are connected and they're all doing relatively the same thing, you got to lose that ego that, oh, my God, I've been wrong all along. Let me start looking into this for myself because the truth is something you can't be told. The truth is something that you got to figure out for yourself. There is no truth other than self-truth. And that's, I mean, the bottom line, I can tell you everything, how it works, but until you figure it out, you're never going to see it as truth. Yeah. I mean, that's been, uh, when I think of some of the, the, the disputes I've had with, with, with friends on just surface letter level, dumb shit, like politics. You know, yeah. or like during the whole like vax unvax thing, you know, it was just like, dude, why am I being stuck arguing with this when I'm already, you know, here yeah. and I wish I could bring you here, but I can't. <laughs> you have to choose to come here. And it's usually it, it boils down to ego. And now yeah. the people that are that went ahead and thought they were doing the greater good for grandma and everything like that. They don't want to admit buyer's remorse or anything, you know, like, you know, like the people that, you know, st- stood behind the, 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 the puppet in, in the White House right now, too. They don't want to admit buyer remorse. And, and it's all remorse because it's all friggin' ego. Their ego mm-hmm. will not allow our egos won't ever let us admit we are wrong, where it's like I've learned on my spiritual journey because I've hit so many bottoms and, you know, didn't want to lose the things that mean the most to me is that I had to start admitting I'm wrong and I'm what and it's hard to teach me and, and learn. And I still, you know, act up and, you know, especially with my kids, you know, get mad and whatever. But, you know, it's like, I've, I've, you know, I gotta, I gotta 
I've done it in the past and I, and I, and I need to do it more often too in the present is just apologize, you know, go to my children and apologize. You know, it's been one of the most bonding things for us when, when I'm wrong, say, you know, Hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have acted that way. You know? Yeah. It's not actually embarrassing at that point. Like you think no. it was, you know, no, it's kind of like uplifting and it's a, like a, a pressure off you. almost. Yeah. And, and also like, it lets them know, yeah, I can come talk to this guy when I'm going through some, you know, I always want to keep that door open, you know, but, uh, but it, it, going back to like where we're at, you know, trying to, I can't get any, it, like, that's why it's like, you know, we got mutual friends that, on social media that will just like argue and nag and post yep. their stuff. I'm like, dude, you ain't going to convince me on here. I ain't going to convince you on, on here, you know, so just stop. Yeah. But it's, I can scroll by when I see people like posting yeah, shit I don't agree we with. We all got that ability, man. You know, I just scroll by and go about my day. Up, oh, I don't agree, but I but but their ego won't allow them to scroll by because they got to make their they got to throw their. And I know there's one particular guy we both know that yeah. I'm not even going to give him any airtime, but yeah, no matter what, no yeah. matter what, yeah. And I'll admit, yeah. sometimes I throw it a, a comment as total sarcasm. I'm trying not yeah, yeah, sarcasm. Yeah. I still think is bad, you know, which feeds into a lot of you know, uh, bad things and arguments and I really should stop doing it, but sometimes it's just, yeah, you know, or, I haven't fully let go of my ego yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and neither have I, dude, we're still like, we're still learning, but I like the fact of um, when we're, when we can admit that, you know, we're, you know, we're in the right direction. You, you fall forward, you trudge forward. Um, like when we talked about the, uh, the, when when you were messaging me about the lion's gate about getting out in the sun and just taking time to ground with the earth and sit down in the sun and just like meditate and breathe and it's hard for my head's like i i i went to this vet fest yesterday and there was actually like a spiritual crystal people tent that they did reiki yeah. healing and uh re card reading and i stopped at their tent and i had i ended up hanging out with them the majority of the day you know like i said i was with all these veterans and I felt more connected with them and uh, she was doing my chakras and she's just like, your crown is like swirling. It's kind of like, it's hard. It's all over. I'm like, that's my head. It's all over the place. And then my root, <laughs> my root is like, she's like, you got to let go, man. You won't let me in there. I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, it's like, so, um, but I, but I could understand. I wasn't like, Oh, this is foo foo or whatever. It's like, no, you know? Yeah. Like, one totally point though. Did. did you think that? Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it, it's a journey to, you know, I wish I wouldn't have spent this many years fighting and debating that, you know, and I would have just studied it back at that point, yeah. you know, to get a better understanding. But, you know, that was part of me. I had to kill off part of my ego to get to that point. But uh, I know, you know, I mean, so the ontological shock statement, you had me read that, um, which, you know, I guess, pretty much explains what we were just talking about with a lot of the people uh, out there that might not, you know, that are, that will watch and listen or whatever um, and may not, you know, or just tune it out, you know? Yeah. But um, what, what other things did you want to try and uh, touch on or you feel like we've laid a good foundation for maybe uh, down the line coming back and covering something else? Well, I wanted to, uh, let's see, like you mentioned earlier about 
nobody's coming to save, you know, yeah, this or that or you. It's the power is within ourselves. Only we are going to save ourselves. Um, that's why I mean, don't don't hold on to religion to believe that because you know all religions are saying the same thing. Basically, we're just our understanding is not ready, mm. but you're seeing that things are all connecting over time that we got to do this on our own. Um, there's a lot of negative stuff going on. We are at a very new point in uh, the history of existence. And yes, there is a lot of things out there watching us, um, sitting by outside of you know the earth because they want to see how we do. They're all rooting for us. But here on Earth, we're plagued with a very dark program that was intentionally put in. And we all signed up for this. We just do not remember. We're going to have to go through this battle. And we're not through the worst of it yet. But you got to lose the ego. You got to go at it with love, with unconditional love. Um. You know, everything deserves a second chance. And we're going to be, we're each going to have the battle, whether it's in, like, during the day, during night, maybe in a dream, maybe in a, you know, a daydream, that our battle is going to happen. And we can't allow it to suck us into it because yeah. it's all part of the trap. We have to just... Like you said, just scroll on by. Yeah. You know, out of sight, out of mind. That's <laughs> going to be our final test is basically doomsday, the apocalypse, but it's going to be to each our own. Yeah. And I think like, uh, you know, we're similar too. is like that we, you know, when we talk about love and we want all the people that we like love on this realm or whatever, you know, to to join us, you know, to, to, to be able to fight, you know, ascend, you know, with us. So it's like, that's why we try and put the stuff out there, you know, I think, but, but at the same time, it seems to like almost alienate us more, you know, like you said, I mean, I, you, we can scroll by when we see people's posts cause we don't engage cause that's yep. just low level stuff on, yeah. on a keyboard. And, and, you know, this is more real me and you sitting next to each other, having this discussion. You know, then, you know, um, but I think our in our hearts, we want to try and like, hey, we're, we're trying to throw something at least to lead you to go dig deeper. And, you know, like going back to my, you know, my Christian foundation and my Christian background for my fellow Christians out there, too, is, is like, dude, like you said, it's code in, in there. Christ talked about within that God is within us. And he says, you know, we're the temple of God, you know. Um, so it goes back to like nobody else is coming to save us. It's within us to save ourselves. Yeah. You know, like the whole the Romans maybe made it took that to like, oh, Christ is going to come back and save us. No, Christ is in us. You know, if you want to look at it that way for for the my Christian listeners out there, <laughs> might struggle with everything we're talking about, you know. 
It's like a lot of people for a long, you got to also think, um, you know, certain parts of the Bible were taken out. There was one part specifically about reincarnation, which, you know, goes back to the whole ascension cycle. Um, you know, so some people think, oh, we just do this one time around and they don't believe in reincarnation and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I believe that once we are born, we do not die. Nothing ever dies. We just reform. Um, and we just come back and we have the choice to come back as, you know, because we're learning each time. Yeah. Like some, I might want to come back next time as a fish to understand that experience. I might come back as a tree to understand that experience. You know, that's why I'm saying everything has a soul. You can come back as inanimate objects for all I know. You know, I don't know what the limit is, but a lot of times my carnal think, side yeah. wants to come back as a vibrator. So I get more <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I'm going to come back as a tampon next time. No, but, um, it's all like on your deathbed and they say life flashes before you. You're like, man, I could have done this better. I wish I would have done that. Well, guess what? After, you know, this physical body, let's say that you get that chance. Like, what do you think you did wrong? Or what do you think you can do yeah. better? And you have that chance. And, and that's, and, I agree with that a hundred because it's like, you know, like past life, uh, you know, they do like past life regression stuff, but yeah, I agree that we're, where we're at having this discussion because we've made a lot of fucking mistakes in the, in the yeah. past lives, even in this one, yeah. you know, in this current one, we can both admit, you know, we've made a lot in in this current one, but it's all, and maybe where our trajectory is going, like in the past life that we, you never got out of it. Maybe you'd still be in prison for something worse. And maybe you'd still yeah. be doing something, you know, in your past life, you know, but this time it was just like, all right, it's not Groundhog's Day. I'm going to do different this time. I believe at some point yeah. when I found God that and I understood what was going on, what I was hearing. And, you know, I think that's when I woke up and realized, whoa, like I said, you know, we don't remember the past and, you know, why we're here and what our purpose was. But a lot of us are waking up and we're realizing what the purpose is. Yeah. And, you know, what the purpose of life and how our part in this is going to, you know. And I, I mean, and I'm not saying that just as far as we feel we are right now, and that could be, like I said, ego right there yeah. with that statement, um, that we're going to get it right this time around either. You know, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, this cycle you know? still has quite a bit of time left on it. Yeah. Um, but it's beginning. And I, I really hope in this physical lifetime that I actually see it. Yeah. I, you know, I really, I really hope I do um, because there's a lot of things holding us back. Even if we do get to the point of ascension, there is, for lack of better words, a net around the earth that is stopping that from happening. So we are on a prison planet of sorts in a soul trap mm. where they're just being regenerated. And, you know, the, the whole AI thing and the soul trap that that's for another day <laughs> if we don't win this war yeah um what's to come yeah well um i don't know i mean uh i think that could be a good place to to end it unless there's one other thing that was on your heart that we definitely needed to get out real quick or um um yeah there's a couple yeah there's stuff for another there's a couple things i'd like to end with okay one shortly to my ex and children, I'm sorry, but I had to do this. 
I didn't want you hurt. And I hope someday you will understand and forgive me. And the last thing is um, people ask, they ask me all the time because, you know, they tie in spirituality and religion and they hear me talk about things. And fallen angelics is like the Anunnaki and the Draconians because they were all of a specific root race. And they just, over time, didn't want that God connection anymore. So, you know, that's when they chose the angelic, they became the fallen, which went to the negative frequency. People ask me all the time, they're like, well, if aliens are real, demons are real, fractals are real, uh, portals, ley lines, all that stuff is real. The one question I get asked a lot is what about angels are angels real and it's it's very hard to explain this to have somebody understand and feel the seriousness of what i say and about to say yes angels are very real we are the angels we just don't remember Awesome. So with that, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on because uh, there's so much more stuff to talk talk about. But uh, I felt that, you know, I definitely I'm glad we finally did this one. Yeah, me too. Because, yeah. uh, you know, there's maybe, you know, even if it's just one person that listens to it, that starts their own journey. Yeah. You know, I you know, it like I said, it all sounded crazy to me, but always research. If you question anything I say, don't just be willing to debate it, say it's wrong because it's something you don't agree with. And let's, you know, research. And, and, you know, I wanted to say too, I didn't do like a disclaimer in the beginning or anything like that, but you know, I mean, I might not be a hundred percent where you're at yeah. on board with a lot of stuff, but I want, I'm, I'm willing to listen and, and, you know, use some of the stuff that where I am at and what I do know, see how it interconnects and, and, you know, what, you know, you know, I learned a lot more today, you know, with uh, about you and your story, because, um, you know, I didn't immediately go to ego or pass judgment and just put up a wall. You know, I mean, when we first met and hung out, you know, back in the day when we were <laughs> raging alcoholics yeah. and lunatics and assholes, you already had the Get in fights everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. The tattoos and the, you know. But I still came and we talked and we found a, a connection. I didn't put up judgment like I and talk to this guy, you fucking yeah. freak or whatever, you know, which I'm sure you've dealt with. Yeah, you know, some people are stuck not, on that's how know? they think I still am. Other people are like after talking, they're like, You're not anything like I expected. They're like, You are yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah. And um I think that's a lesson that hopefully we could teach through this episode as well. It's just like, man, you know, everybody's got a story, be willing to listen. You know, um, they say in uh, the room, some of the the wisest guys in recovery have told me that they listen with their ear or they listen with their eyes, you know, and uh, I, I, I'm i willing to do that or take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Yeah. And shut up and, and listen. So, um, John, man, it was good uh, reconnecting with you and having you on here. And uh, like I said, we'll do it again sometime uh, soon. And we'll definitely like 
figure out like a specific thing that we're going to attack and uh you know we'll go from there but uh i hope everybody out there you know got got the moral of the story like the jerry springer you know what was it uh final thoughts or whatever Up all his failures and push them down the street. Abandoned ship and torch the bridge to future memories. He never gave a second thought or tasted indecision. An automatic exit in the year of perfect vision. The years of slowly dying.
This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Doggo. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash BOONDOG10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle radio show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news and information and just about everything else in between thank you again for supporting sharing and tuning into today's boondoggle